0: Hey, Pastor Scott Rambo here. Join us as we enter into our classroom for this episode and see what it truly means to be followers of Christ. Okay, well, good evening. Glad y'all are here. I want to start, if you have your Bibles, starting to Romans 8, verse 26. We're going to end with this as well. We're, we're talking tonight about God's will and our decisions. God's will and our decisions. Um, what is God's will for our life, for this church, for our family, for me personally, right? Am I, am I to make decisions at all? That's a, that's a question that, that uh, comes out of this study. If, if God is sovereign, right, or the right way to say that, it's since God is sovereign and he preordains everything and he foreknew everything, is there even a reason to make a decision? Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, yes, yes. God has given us a sound mind, right? We're told over and over again in the, in the word of God to be sober-minded, to be vigilant, okay? So he's gave us a mind that thinks, right? Uh, Brother Mike, we was talking uh, yesterday, he said it's just it's just crazy how uh, no that wasn't brother Mike. That was brother Ethan. I'm sorry. Getting my stuff right. We could have been made slugs, right? We could have just been made we could have just made, been made anything. God could have done anything. He he chose to make us in our design, right? Genesis tells us that he said, "Let us make man in our image." He's gave us a mind. He's gave us a spirit, our characteristics. And he's gave us a soul. He's made us redeemable, which is amazing amazing right so Romans 8 starting in verse 26 we're going to read through verse 28 you should remember these verses from our study on on uh, the order of salvation right? the order of salvation. in the same way the spirit also helps our weaknesses for we do not know how to pray as we should but the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings and too deep for words, verse 27, and he who searches the hearts, that's God, he, you see that capital H if you have the translation that I have? He who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to what? The will of God, okay? So even when we don't know the will of God, the Spirit within us is already interceding on our behalf to God for His perfect will to be done in the saints. That's the promise that we have. We're going to hinge all of this tonight on this, is that at the grassroots, the bare floor of this, God has us in the palm of His hand, and we can rest assured that when we have doubt, when we are weak, he is strong he has no doubt so we can pray to him right and we're going to see i have eight short topics i know that's that's crazy to think but we're going to go through this and then we're going to talk about it hopefully hopefully we have questions cuz this is a this is a very now topic okay what is god's will how do i know god's will and how do i apply god's will right that's what we should be doing <clears throat> verse 28 and this is the promise right here, and we know that should we have a doubt about what's coming up this is this is what we should we should know this. Are we able to have doubt and still know this? Yes, absolutely. Am I able to have concern and still know worry and still know anxiety and still know this absolutely, but rest in verse twenty eight okay and we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. So, here's the, here's the warning. Okay, We're going to start with the warning and then we're going to get into the biblical knowledge. The warning is, make sure, make sure that you're truly praying for God's will. Make sure that you're praying for God's will because if it's in his purpose, it will happen, okay? That is what we as Christians have to do is come into alignment with God's will, okay? Nothing wrong with praying. Nothing wrong with praying for our desires. We're going to get into this. God gives us the desires of our changed heart, okay? Of our changed heart. Our heart is deceitfully wicked. No one can trust it. But God has changed our heart and our spiritual mind that's been renewed and the newness that we walk in, the new man that we walk in, his desire or her desire is what? To walk in alignment with God's will, right? So make sure that what we're praying, we're not praying amiss, right, as the Bible says. I was, me and Brother Matt was talking beforehand while we were cooking our, our leftover Mexican meal, and, uh, and that's exactly what I said. How do I know? Like how do I know that I'm called to be a pastor? Because God's gave me the gifts, according to the word of God, to to be a pastor. He's put a burden in my life that I didn't have before. And whenever I was going against his will, I was much of a wreck of a man. I was very uneasy, Miss Eddie, until I lined up with his will. And then a peace come. A peace come, right? So I know all of this. How do I know that I'm not called to be a worship leader. Well, anybody who's ever heard me sing, I don't have the okay. gift. One of the biggest gifts of being a worship leader is you're able to lead worship, right? I don't have a voice to lead worship. I don't have the gifts needed to be an adequate edifying worship leader. So even if I pray, Lord, make me a worship leader, make me a worship leader, make me a worship leader, what I know Scott Rambo is he hasn't given me those gifts, so I probably shouldn't shouldn't pray that. I should pray, Lord, show me the gifts that you've given me and how to use those gifts, right? How to use those gifts. So, God's will and our decisions. I gave you all a handout because we're going to go through. Uh, it's a walkthrough of the Bible, like I said last night on, on our, our group me chat. Uh, and I gave you all of the references that we're going to reference because we're going to go through them fairly quickly. Also, I want y'all to be able to have them because this, this affects our life right now. This is going to affect our life tomorrow. It's going to affect our life uh, a year from now. We're always, until the Lord calls us home, we're always going to be asking that question within ourselves, what is your will for my life right now? Right right now. Because it's a very right-now relationship with God, or it should be. You know, I, I was saved years ago. Many of y'all were saved longer than I've been alive, but your heart's desire should still be, Lord. Show me you, you today. Show me what I'm to do to, today, right? And to work on that. It's God's will and our decisions when it comes to personal decision making, especially in seemingly large, life affecting decisions uh, like, is this God's will for my marriage partner? right that's a huge it's a huge commitment that's a huge question to be asking some of us here is currently asking this this question right and it's being shown forth through through prayer life and through the seeking of God is this right right is this right is it God's will for me to accept this job offer so i've been in that several times since since i've come to y'all is it God's will for me to stay in a a job this very capable of providing for my family but but keeps me from the church, right? Keeps me from doing what God's called me to do. Is this your will that to walk by faith and to take a job who that really can't support my family but gives me more time at the at the church, right? It, these are all questions and more times than not, especially for us in the stage that we're in, our decisions affect more than just me right especially when you think about it in the broad picture as we are brought into a family right my decisions of my personal life affects this this church affects this church why I'm the pastor of this church if I make decisions outside the will of God you better believe that that's going to affect this church but it's the same for all of us our decisions affect ourselves our immediate family but our spiritual family as well. Our spiritual family as well. We have a lot more. We've been brought into communion, both with an eternal God, and he's brought us into communion with a large group of people, right? Who outside of God, we probably would have never met, right? There's no reason for some of us to know each other other than the fact that we're saved and God has placed excuse me, placed us into a local assembly together, right? There's no reason for me and Matt McNeely to be friends, but yet here we are, right? I didn't know Matt outside of church, but now I do, and he's a great friend. I could go down the line and say that with with a lot of you. Could could we have seen each other in passing? Yeah, absolutely. Could we have known each other through acquaintances? Some of us is related to everybody in this room just about. (laughs) Uh, But still, still, take God out of your life and would you have the same relationship with everybody sitting next to you? No, absolutely not. Why? Because our spirits are aligned or should be. They should be, okay? Your decisions affect more than just you. So we should take questions like this and topics like this and see what the Bible has to say about it because... This is a big deal. This is a big deal. We need to start thinking not so much as an individual. I know this, man, this goes so much against our American values. Quit thinking so much as an individual and think of yourself as a part of a larger whole because that's exactly what we are, exactly what we are, right? That's one of the best things and worst things that's come out in my generation is WWJD. What would Jesus do? But we really should live, you really should live every part of your life like that before you make a decision. What would Jesus do in this situation? Before you go to places that you go to, would Jesus go to those places? Like it sounds corny because it's, it's a coin of phrase, right? But seriously, seriously think about it. The Lord that's supposed to be living in your life, the very spirit of God, goes with you. Goes with you when you go places. Listens when you talk. Understands when you think things that we shouldn't think. So our decisions matter. God's decisions matter. And like I said, that is the great struggle that it is to be a human, be a saved human, is to die to self and align with God's will dying to yourself yeah that's great but if you just die to yourself and never contribute to the greater the greater whole have you done anything well you've shown humility cool you've gained heaven great but we have things that we're here to do that we're here to do <clears throat> we want God to give us counsel right uh, His advice his direction the Bible tells us explicitly seek, the Lord. Seek the Lord. Pray continually. Why? Think about your day up to this point. How many decisions have you made today? Countless, right? Hundreds, thousands, depending on what you did. Just, I chose to get up this morning. That was the decision I made. I wanted to stay in bed. I got up. Why? Because I don't get paid unless I go to work, right? I chose to come here and take a shower because we have facilities and that's great. I love that. I could have chosen went home. We make decisions. Some more weighted than others, but our whole life is decision. Our whole life is decision. We should be thinking biblically. The Bible says that we should have a biblical worldview. That doesn't mean that we take the Bible and we apply it to the world or we take the world and we make the Bible mold to the world, but that means that our lifestyle is through the eyes of the Bible. Everything that I do is based upon the Word of God because it's the only thing that I have that I know without a shadow of a doubt, or at least we should, it will not lie to me. What the Bible says is truth. God's Word is yea and amen, right? There is certainly nothing wrong with asking God for direction, okay? The, the pendulum swings both ways. I have knowledge, and I adhere to that knowledge, and I only adhere to that knowledge, and what I know is what I know, or God make every decision for me. That's, that's the two sides of this pendulum. We should be right in the middle where I have knowledge, I have revelation, and I'm asking God to lead and guide me, the spirit within me, to lead and guide me in all truth and all righteousness, okay? <clears throat> we want to make a, an appointment with God right this side of this pendulum uh, to commune with him and explain to him the situation and take our knees before the Lord and lay out our desires. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, to, to face you know, this, the decisions we face then to sit back and And listen, that's something that we should do in our prayer life. Don't be the only one talking, right? Pray and wait. Pray and wait. Not that we're going to hear an audible voice, but there is a lot to say about silence, about silence. The fact that you give your petition to the Lord, and then you wait on Him, right? That's what the Bible says, wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Nine times out of ten, when you pray to your Lord and you are a true Christian, guess what's going to happen? The Lord's going to answer. There's going to be something dropped in your spirit. There's gonna, you're going to be led to the Word of God. And there's going to be an answer that comes out of that that's exactly what you need for that moment. Not because of coincidence, because the promise is yea and amen to those who believe that we have the ear of God and He desires to commune with us, right? Right? Don't be surprised when you pray and then the next thing you read in the Word of God sometime. Now, I'm not saying it happens like that every time. Sometimes it takes a minute. It takes a while. We're to pray continually. We're going to see in a second. But at some point, that prayer is going to be answered. May or may not be the answer you want, but that prayer is going to be answered. Decisions will be made. There's nothing wrong with going to God. But... Sometimes we go to him, and if we're honest, we're bringing things before the Lord because we really don't want to deal with them, and we want him to make the decision. And you just tell me what to do when he's already given us most of the answers that we need. It's in the Word. It's in the Word. So don't just go to God and, like I said, the two pendulums, right? God is sovereign, and it doesn't matter what I do. Or I have the knowledge, and I'm going to walk in myself, and I'm going to do what I want to do. Those are the two no-no zones, if we want to put it that way. We need to know that God is sovereign, and he has predestined our walk, right? And he has preordained our steps. And I am also to make decisions adhering to that, adhering to that. It's the two truths that run all the way through the Bible. God is sovereign. We have responsibility. God is sovereign. We have responsibility. <clears throat> the question, right, the question is... And I believe this is where your handouts start. Does God direct us when we make personal decisions? Okay? And if so, how can I find that guidance? Okay? That's, these are the questions for tonight. Or can I know in advance God's will for me in matters not explicitly spelled out in Scripture? Can I know my future? Okay? That was a question I posed on top of the question that we had already. So does God direct us when we make personal decisions? And how can I find that guidance? Or can I know in advance God's will? Can I know in advance God's will? God, uh, he's not left us unable to know his will. That's what we should know first. We have his word. His God-breathed word to us. There's nothing, there's no question that we could come up with. And not find an answer in the Word of God. Now, yeah, we can make up, we can make some hairball questions, right? Like what color hair is the angels? Yeah, we're not gonna, we're probably not gonna find that. But when it comes to the important issues of life, the life-altering decisions, the questions that come out of that, the answers are there. The answers are there. God has not left us in the dark, he's brought us into the light. Right? Into the light. Most of the time, we find that uh, we pray for God to show us a will, okay? Maybe not his will, but a will that lines up with our request. That's something we need to be aware of and and try and not do. That's when the Bible says we pray amiss, right? I want God's will to line up with my request versus I want to be in the will of God, right? Think back to pastor versus uh, music ministry, I really, really, really like to play music. I really, really, really would like to sing, like some people. That's a gift that I don't have. I could spend the rest of my life praying, God, give me a voice like a canary. That's probably not going to happen because he's given me other gifts, right? That's not my place is to be in the music leader position. My place is to be in the pastor position because of the gifts that I have. I'm a preacher-teacher. That's the gifts that I have. I'm not a songbird. still make a joyful noise, but that's the best I can do is make a noise, right? I can make a noise. Some of us are more joyful than others. Some, sometimes it's just noise. But here's the thing. God still likes it because it comes from the heart, right? It comes from the heart. <clears throat> we pray for a will that lines up with our request versus praying for God to show us his will in spite of our requests. The thing about God's will is that He is sovereign, and He has a perfect will. And at the end of the day, if your request doesn't line up with God's will, it just doesn't line up with God's will. God's not going to change His perfect will to line up with us just because I really, 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 really want it. Right? I really want it. We have to pray for God's will. God's will. And we have to be okay. We have to be okay with God's will. That's the struggle. Remember, this is, we're talking, this is some hard stuff sometimes. But that is the struggle, that when God's will is revealed, it's not going to change. We, we have to be okay with that. Okay? God gives us the ability to be okay with that. Because we truly, we truly do desire deep down. We truly do desire to, to be in God's will. It, it takes some time sometimes, though. It really does. Uh, therefore, we must understand the methods of discernment. This is what we're talking about. How do I discern, right? How do I discern God's will for my life, for my family, for my church, for my community, for my nation, right, for this world? How, how, how do I discern all that? <clears throat> well, there's methods, that the Bible gives us. The Bible's revealed to us uh, a way that we can better understand how we are to go about seeking the will of God in our lives. Uh, I have eight. Uh, I'm sure we can find more, but I do believe that this covers covers the majority of them. Uh, before we go into them, does anybody have any questions? Comments? Nothing? Yes. Can you explain how choices we make can be outside of God if God is preordained? Yes, we we will we will in this. We will in this. We are able to make. uh, So the question was posed: basically, can we make choices outside the will? Yeah. Yeah. Bible talks about this when we when we quench the spirit, right? When we quench the spirit within us. That's very much a decision. You make a decision to do that. And sometimes we do that out of ignorance because we don't know God's will for our life in that in that point. Sometimes we do that because I haven't aligned with God's will in that point. I, that brings me back to the year, and Tab can talk to you about that, the, the year that I spent fighting the fact that I was being pulled from my home church to go a burden to go somewhere else I did not want that thank God I'm here I love each and every one of y'all but believe me I didn't want to leave my comfort zone right I did not want to do that and I made decisions for a year to fight for no avail I mean it it, God's decision was God's decision and it was going to happen and I did not have peace for a year sleep well, I fought with my friends and family, me and my wife weren't okay she was dealing with the the same thing because here's the thing, especially when it comes to ministry, you're not just called by yourself, your spouse is called as well, Uh, 1 Timothy will will show you that for a deacon and for a preacher and for a teacher we have a a checklist that we have to be and then it goes right into and for your wife (laughs) guess what, it's the same checklist so she was she was dealing, I was dealing, and it wasn't until I I prayed and I said, Your will be done, that I, I did then I started to have peace, right? I started to have peace. It didn't happen overnight. Uh, that in this situation I talked with brother brother Matt, because he was the kind of liaison for the board of the church, and I said, Hey, I want to be your pastor, and he's like, Cool. And that was about it. It didn't happen that night, but I slept that night. I had peace that night because I made a decision, right, to align with the will that I felt, that I felt. It's not a feeling, but it is a feeling. That's not a definite decision maker, because our heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can trust it? But it is part of the decision making. That's the warning of this, is the eight things that we're going to go over. You can't just pick one or two of them. It's, It's all of them. It's all of them. Which makes to know the will of God. Yeah, you gotta give it to the Lord. (laughs) We're definitely gonna talk about that. So the first two need to be at the top of the list, because how can we know the truth? Well, we have to know where to go to find the truth, and that's God's word and God Himself. It's in prayer, okay? So the first one is the Bible, God's revealed will and our only rule of faith in life. Okay? Our only rule of faith and life. The Bible is God's will, ultimately. Okay? You want to know the will of God? You want to know the mind of God? Read the Bible. It's there. What is God's will? John 3, 16, right? That all would come to the knowledge of his son. That all would be saved. Is that something that we see? No. There is rejection just like it was in the days that Christ walked. There's rejection today. The Bible's going to tell us that there will be rejection of His Son all the way up until the last day on this earth. There's going to be those who reject Christ. But God's perfect will is that none perish, that all are saved. Right? Now, we quench the Spirit. We do. For an unsaved individual... That's the ultimate quenching of the Spirit because what is the ministry of the Holy Ghost? The point to Christ. That's why blaspheming the Holy Ghost, that's the only unforgivable sin because if you are in willful sin of that sin, there's no salvation for you. That's what the Bible says because unless you can be pointed to Christ, the full revelation of Christ, which is the ministry of the Holy Ghost, if you blaspheme the Holy Ghost, and reject the ministry of the Holy Ghost, you will not see the Son. If you can't see the Son, you will not be presented to the Father. If you're not presented to the Father, there's no redemption for you. There's no redemption for you. The Bible. God's Word is the only inerrant and infallible source of guidance and counsel concerning any decision. As a Christian, as a Christian, the Bible should be the first and for most parts the only source that we go to for any decision making. Any decision making. Why? I'm not my own, right? The Bible tells me this. I've been bought with a price. I'm no longer a bondage, in bondage to sin. I'm not a slave to sin but I have been made a slave to Christ. Right? My will is not my will anymore. I have gave that to the Lord. I have assumed him as master of my life. So I should go to his word when I go to make a decision because ultimately it's his decision. It should be. It should be. That's why when we make a decision outside of the will, like Kayla was talking about, we quench the spirit within us because the spirit within us knows God's perfect will and he intercedes for God's perfect will. And we quench that when we make decisions on our own, on our own, right? We're not talking about deciding to put Rotel instead of salsa on my chips, right? We know, we know this, that's common sense stuff, but we're talking about when it comes to spiritual, life-altering decisions, okay? We should go to the Lord. Maybe some of us should go to the Lord. Rotel causes a lot of heartburn, which can keep you up, which maybe not, not the best thing for you. Maybe we should ask the Lord for everything, There's nothing wrong with that, too. Guess what? God loves us. And if I take the time to go to him for the mundane stuff, guess what I'm going to do when it comes to the important stuff? I'm going to go to him, too. Richard Paul comes to me. 98% of the stuff right now is useless. Useless stuff. But as he gets older, I'm building today the fact that he can come to me for anything. And as he gets older and the issues get... Bigger and bigger. As long as we maintain that relationship, he can come to me for anything. Then he is going to come to me. right? It's the same thing in the spirit. If we go to Christ in the mundane stuff, when it comes to the important things, that's going to be the first thing on our mind. I need to go to the Lord. I need to go to the Lord. Go to his word. Psalms 119, 105, and 106 read like this. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, I have sworn and I will confirm it that I will keep your righteous ordinances. And we prayed that today. No matter what, I'm going to keep your commandments. That's something we need to be praying. Because If I don't pray that, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to break commandments. If I pray this, guess what I'm still going to do? I'm going to break commandments. But that's not my desire. We need to pray, Lord, keep me in your will. Keep me in your will. Pray that. Mean that. And you're going to find that if you desire to be in God's will, chances are you'll probably be found in God's will. You'll be found in God's will. We can know with certainty uh, that any decision that involves Violating what God has already said cannot please Him. Okay? God has already said a lot in this word about His will. Okay? And if we go against His will, we're going to be against His will. That's what we were talking about. So knowing the word of God first and foremost. First and foremost because this is His expressed will for us. How we are to live. How we are to be seen how we are to make heaven this is here this is his will if you know this and you abide in his word what does the bible say if you abide in him he will abide in you right he will abide in you so i'll read that again because that that hit me so if it hit me i know it's going to hit some of y'all and that's okay that just shows us that we're not perfect right we can know with certainty that any decision that involves violating what God has already said cannot please him. Right? That like, go to James. To know to do good and don't. What is that? Sin. That's sin. Does sin please the Lord? Absolutely not. That's one of the things that he hates the most is sin. Right? <laughs> the Bible. Then we have prayer, rooted in faith. Rooted in faith that God hears and cares. What is your faith in? Well, your faith obviously should be in Christ, Christ alone. Your salvation was by faith and faith alone, and that Christ is the Savior. And when you pray, do you you believe that you're heard? We, We should. The Bible tells us that as a Christian, we are heard. We are heard. The Spirit, this is the thing. We have to think what God has given us. The the gift of salvation is that the Spirit within us that we received at salvation intercedes on our behalf to Christ for His perfect will. Right? Christ intercedes to the Father for us. So even when I don't know what to pray for, I can pray, Lord, show me your will. The Spirit's already praying that. Christ is interceding for us. We have the ear of God. God loves nobody more than His Son. God the Father loved God the Son so much that He adorned a bride for Him. So if Christ intercedes, If Christ says, Lord, if Christ says, Father, God, I want to pray for Eddie, then guess what? God listens. God listens. The Spirit intercedes, Christ intercedes, the Father listens. That's, there's no better, there's no better truth in the Word of God than been the God of the universe, the creator of all, the one who holds everything in his power, listens when we pray. That's something we should abide in. He's a loving father and is delighted to help in the decision-making process. He wants to be a part. He wants to be in communion. He wants us to be in communion with us and that's not one-sided it's not a commandment just to pray because he he, he desires glory and he does and he, we should but it's not a one-sided relationship it, all through the Bible what are we related to what's the analogy of our relationship with God and the saved saints it's marriage marriage right we're a bride we're a bride for the son it's a marriage if me and Tab only ever had one-sided conversations, we wouldn't have many conversations, right? One of us would just quit talking to the other person. If Tab only ever prayed to, or prayed, <laughs> only ever talked to me and I never talked back to her, guess what would happen? She'd quit talking to me, right? It's the same thing in the spirit. God never desires for us to pray and never get answered. He answers us. Now, he's answered us mostly in this Bible, and he shows us. But he wants to be a part of the decision-making process, too, because that brings glory to him. When I give, relinquish everything of myself to Christ, ultimate glory is given to him. When I go to him for every decision, Lord, show me the right way. Show me the right way. He'll be glorified. He's delighted to help us in the decision-making process. Matthew 7, 7 and 8 says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and he who knocks, it will be opened. Now here's the thing. We'll go into the Greek. The terms used here for ask, seek, and knock, they're in the present particle. They're in the present particle. It means continuing. So you could read this for everyone who keeps asking. Okay? For everyone who keeps knocking and for everyone who keeps seeking, it's go, you're going to receive an answer. You're going to receive an answer. So it's not just pray once and God's got it. We're to pray continuously, continuously, until the answer comes. James 1 and 5, but if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to you. Now these verses are taken out of context, especially in the day and age that we live in in this prosperity gospel. It's not, we're not asking for boats and yachts and money and wealth. We're not asking for that. We're asking for God to show us His will. Show us His will. That's in salvation. Is it God's will that we're saved? Yes. How do I know that? Because I've been saved, and it's through grace merited to me Not because of my merit, but because of Christ. Right? It's a gift. If you're saved tonight, it was God's will that you were saved. Because if it wasn't God's will, you wouldn't be saved. That should be an assurance to us. Are you lining up with the word of God? Cool. God God did that. So walk in it. Walk in it. If God answered you, here's the thing. If God answered you before you were even able to commune with Him, do you think He wouldn't answer you now? Yes, He would. Yes, He would. Next, the counsel of godly, mature, biblically knowledgeable Christians who know you well. Who know you well. That's very specific, but it's very important. There is great benefit in consulting those who can confirm our decisions. I'm not going to Matt to make a decision for me, but I'm going to Matt and saying, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I believe God's will to be. You know me. Our spirits align. You're saved. I'm saved. I'm going to give you this information. What do you think? Right? It's a confirmation. It's a confirmation. Matt will even either say, that sounds biblically sound. I don't know. You know, it sounds like it lines up. Or, I don't know, Scott, that sounds a lot like you and a lot less like God, right? Someone who knows me well, who'll give me the truth, and who is sound enough in the word and sound enough and mature enough to tell me the truth. Sometimes Matt hurts my feelings when he says things, but he does it in love. And he wants the truth to be paramount, right? Sometimes I tell Tab things that hurt. She tells me things that hurt. Me and Ethan's had hard conversations, and I know he's left mad. But at the end of the day, we reconcile because I I only want the best whenever he comes to me, right? Or I go to Matt, or I go to Ethan, or I go to my wife. I, I I need to know that the person that I'm counseling with, has my best intentions at heart. And the only way we can know that is if they're truly seeking God. They're seeking God. Not everybody that we know is a good person to talk to. That's just fact, right? And we know that. I know there's people that I can't go to and say, I'm dealing with this, I need help, because the, the, the counsel that they're going to give me is not going to be good. We just, we just know that. We also know on the side who I can go to, right? Who I can go to. See, heads nodding, that's good. Godly, mature, biblically knowledgeable Christians, Chris, that's the Christians. We should not be going to this world, no matter who that is, for godly counsel. We, we should. I don't care if that's your spouse, if that's your best friend, if that's your mama, if that's your daddy. I don't care who they are. If they're not saved, their counsel is not going to be good. Yes. Yes. They can have good counsel on things. But these kind of things that we're talking about, spiritual things, finding the mind and will of God, they have, they don't, they're not in God's will. So they can't help you. Christian who know you well. You can't just walk up to Walmart and say, are you a Christian? Okay, good. I need help. You just can't do that, right? There's a great benefit in counseling, in uh, consulting those who can confirm our decisions or alert us to potential dangers, challenges, other factors, blind spots that I just may not be able to see because I'm very biased in my opinions, right? In my decisions. I very much have a decision that I want to make in every decision. I want to make that decision, but that may not be God's will. And people around us may be able to see that, and I may not be able to. And we have to know who we can go to. Proverbs 13 and 10, through insolence comes nothing but strife, but wisdom is with those who receive counsel. We should. God has placed us in a body for a reason. We should be going to the Bible and to him, first, first. But we can also count on the people that he's placed us with because he's placed us with those people to help us. We're not to do this alone. There are times when when we find ourselves when it's just us and God and is that perfectly able to sustain us? Yeah. The Apostle John would tell you that. He was on the Isle of Patmos till he died. It was just him and the Lord and he was sustained. But you better believe his desire was to be back with the people of God. Why? Because he wrote a lot of letters, right? He wasn't happy being on an island by himself. He was sustained. He was grateful. He was used, but he wanted to be with the church. That should be our desire. That's a test right there. Am I in the will of God? Do you desire to be with God's people? That's a test. That's one that we should ask ourselves. Proverbs 20 and 18 Prepare plans by consultation and make war by wise guidance. Now, we're not trying to make war. But is war a pretty big decision? Yeah, it is. So in big decisions, we prepare plans by consulting others, consulting others. Remember what I said. Our, our decisions aren't just our decisions. They affect, it's a cascade, they affect a lot of people. They affect a lot of people. One of the most frequent violations of this uh, principle is asking uh, our sometimes less mature or even non-Christian friends who will, uh, the most often give us what we want to hear instead of the truth. All right? Like I said, we all know those. We all know those people who just want to just want you to be happy and and they mean it genuinely you know there's I'm not saying that they're malicious and they're out to get us but but a non-christian friend is more likely to appease you because there's 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 no other higher authority right I'll just make Stephanie happy right now and I'll make her feel good and and she'll make the right decision you know she'll she'll do what she's supposed to do and but God's nowhere in the in the picture God's nowhere in the picture Proverbs 12 and 5 the thoughts of the righteous are just. If you're saved and filled with God's spirit, then your counsel, your desire is to, to give godly counsel right? The thoughts of the righteous are just but the counsel of the wicked are deceitful deceitful because all they got to go on is their heart and we've done said it several times our heart is deceitfully wicked. who can trust it? Nobody, nobody can. This one's a big one. God's providence in arranging, confirming, creating, and giving direction. God has a say, and generally his say goes. There is no higher authority. While circumstances cannot be infallibly interpreted at times, they can be Indications of Lord's, the Lord's directions, the Lord's directions. As God sovereignly ordains whatsoever comes to pass, it is comforting to know that Revelations three and seven says that Jesus, the Holy One, opens things that no one can shut. Okay, as well as closes things that no one can open. So, what does that mean? This is this is just plain English. Okay. Regardless of our decisions, if God has meant it to come to pass, it will. And regardless of our decisions, if God does not mean it to come to pass, it will not come to pass. Period. End of story. Close the book. It's done. Right? It's done. God has a perfect will. And it's going to be done. It's going to be done. Right? alone take care of it. <laughs> sometimes that's what we got to do sometimes that's exactly what we have to do uh, walking in obedience to the light God has already given this goes back to the to the Bible right James know to do good don't it's sin uh, in times when we don't know God's will when, when we're just in in that lane, continue doing what you know is right, right? I, I don't know what the next step is, but I do know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Do that. Do that to the fullest. Don't sit back on what God has already given you to do while you're waiting on this thing to come to pass, right? Point in case, again, I can only go off of me, because this is a very much a personal thing that we're talking about. It, this is... this is a million different ways different for each and every one of us. <clears throat> God placed a burden on me for a people I didn't know. We've all heard my testimony in a, in a camp meeting, and I, I had no idea what it meant at the time. I just knew that something was changing, right? It's, this is not the same. I literally sit in the church that I grew up in, watching my great uncle preach, watching my dad preach, playing the guitar all my family on the platform singing and and being in the ministry. And I remember sitting in the second row surrounded by my family and me and my wife going home and saying the same thing that I don't feel like I belong here anymore. Like I feel like I'm a stranger. And then we would come here and I've said it from the pulpit and thank God that's the testimony of this church. You talk to anybody who's been here for more than two or three services. This feels like home, right? This feels like home. And I said it from the pulpit because that was true. For a year, I only—I didn't preach here every every Sunday. It was only a few times. But through that year, the few times that I come, that was literally the only peace I had. <laughs> and I would go back and I would do my part and I would sit in church and I would just go home and we would cry to each other. And I don't understand what's going on for a year. No, and all the while, I see smiles, but it's true. I knew in my spirit where I needed to be, but that was not what I wanted to do. That's not what Scott wanted to do because I had it made at the home church, right? I was doing, I was participating, I was using the gifts that God gave me. I was preaching, I was teaching, I was ministering, but that's not what God had for me to do. And it wasn't until a year later at that same camp meeting I remember just burying my head in the, in the altar and praying and just saying, not that I'm Jesus, but just, I I just quoted scripture, right? Lord, if there's any way that this cup can pass by me, let's do it. But not my will, yours be done. Yours be done. And I went to work The next day, I can't remember, it was weird, either I worked nights or days, I can't remember what shift I was on, but whatever day I was at work, I used company time, I'm sorry if anybody listens to this, and I wrote a letter of intent, and I messaged Matt, and I said, I need to talk to you as soon as possible, and we met in this very room, and I told him what had happened, and what had been going on, and I gave him the letter, and Matt which I soon figured out was Matt's way. He just kind of smiled and said, Okay. And that was it. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, then, and then just things started lining up, right? Things started lining up. Y'all were praying for certain signs and certain things. I had no idea. It just, God's will was done, right? I prayed a prayer, and I'm not saying it was just me, it's a corporate thing, it's a body joining together. Y'all were praying for God's will to be done and to be shown. I now was praying for God's will to be done and to be shown. And what happened? His will was done. His will was shown, right? His providence was done. Was it preordained for me to be a pastor? Yeah. We have to say, yeah, why? Because the Bible says so. If not, there would be somebody else sitting right here giving you a lesson. And if that was God's providence, then it would be perfect, and it would be great, and it would be exactly what needed to be done. Could it have been somebody else? God can use whoever He wants. I'm I'm blessed every day that I'm where I'm at. Do you feel the same? I would hope that you do. We're blessed to have you. Not by me. I, I don't want you to be blessed because you have me, but I want you to be blessed because God moves in His people. God moves in his people. Glory to God. I have a question. Yes. What if there is a deadline and you have just a certain amount of time to make a decision? That's a great question. That's a great question. Then we we apply all of this knowledge, right? So God is sovereign. He knows this deadline. He knew this deadline before you did. And he's given you the ability to make a decision. So you take what you know of the word, what you know to be the best, right? So it goes back to like a, a job. Is that job going to take me away from church? Is it going to take more time away so that I can't serve God? That's probably not a good decision. perfect. So even if you perfectly. don't hear from him. He's given us he, the ability. Just, yes, yes. Just. yes, he has given us the ability to know, to make good decisions. And if it doesn't right. feel right in your spirit. Absolutely. I think that's the next thing. If not, it's getting close. Walk in obedience to the light that the Lord has given. Okay. Your own interest. Yep, this is the very next one. Your own interest, giftness, desires, talents. Okay. Romans 12, 6 and 8. Since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, each of us is to exercise them accordingly if prophecy according to the portion of his faith if service in his serving or uh, he who teaches in his teaching or he who exhorts in his exhortation uh, he who gives in uh, liberties he who leads with diligent he who shows mercy with cheerfulness psalms 37 4 and 5 delight yourself in the lord and he will give you the desires of your heart Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in Him, and He will do it. Proverbs 10 and 24. What the wicked fears will come upon Him, but the desire of the righteous will be granted. God has given us the ability, He's given us a mind. What's the two things that the Bible tells us that we gained when we were regenerated? A new heart and a renewed mind. We've been given the mind of Christ. So exactly what uh, Sister Stephanie was saying. There's a deadline coming up, and I've been praying, and God's just not answering. Chances are he's already answered. He's already answered. I just have to use what God has given me, the word that he's given me, and make make the decision, make the decision. There isn't a cracking open of the sky every time we pray and, and just a revelation, and this happens. But we know enough, God has revealed enough of Himself that I can make a decision and I can be okay with that decision because of Romans 8, right? Do we make every decision perfectly? Absolutely not. No, we don't. And sometimes those are pretty big decisions that that we mess up. But God still, as a saint, of God as a saved individual. He works it to the good. Somehow, some way, through great distress sometimes, through consequences, through... There's a lot that goes into that, and that's a completely different study. But he will work it to the good. So that don't mean just go off and make every decision because God's going to work it to my good. We're supposed to put it all together. That's why I said that's the warning. Don't just take one one thing out we were to put it all together why because it it impacts others how will it impact others does it affect you only no it don't our decisions affect others and we should bring that into consideration Philippians 2 and 4 do not merely look out for your own personal interest but also for the interest of others so sometimes that decision that I really really want to make because it's going to benefit me Hurts other people. It does. And we have to bring that into consideration because I'm not my own, right? I'm part of a body. I'm part of a body. So for me, in the position that I'm in, I can't go take a job because it pays really good, but it takes me out of this church. I can't be effective in the position that I've been put in if I'm not here. Are there times when I can't be here? Yes, and God has provided a way. But I shouldn't go making decisions that that put a hindrance on that. Right? Same thing with our family. Some things that make me feel really good may not be the best thing for my family in a whole. Okay? Same thing with our church. We have to consider everything. Everything. That's why the Bible says be slow to speak, slow to anger. It's a lot of things. Basically the Bible says this, don't act irrationally, think everything through. Think everything through. Somebody I listen to on YouTube, Mike Winger, his his channel is called The Think Biblically. That's really what we should do. We should filter everything through the Bible, everything through the Bible. Sometimes we got to make decisions like that. And in those instances, I'm very weak in that. That's when the Spirit rises up. That's when we fall upon the Lord. That's exactly. If there's a deadline, and that deadline's got to be right now, pray. You have a few seconds. Pray, Lord, help me make the right decision. Then make a decision. Make a decision. Right? There are times when we have no time. But God already knew that. So that's when we follow upon his providence. I've I've done everything that I can. I literally, this is all I got. I got a prayer. It's enough. It's enough. And then the eternal sense of peace and lack thereof. Right? That's what we were talking about about me. I was a lack of peace until I adhered to the will, then I had peace. Whether I was going to be it or not, I aligned with God's will for my life. Right? There was a lot of other things that had to happen. There could have been people outside of God's will that said, no, you can't do it. That still wouldn't have affected me. I would have had peace because I've done what God told me to do. Right? We need to know that too. And then Romans 8 26 through 28. So we start with it, we're gonna end with it. Because that's truly it's truly where we where we live, where we live. In the same way, the spirit also helps our weakness. So there are times when we are weak, when we are weak, physically, emotionally, spiritually, when I can't make the right decision. When I know what the right decision is, but I don't want that decision, that's a, that's a thing, guys. A lot of times I know what I should do, but like Paul, I don't want to do that. I find myself fighting, fighting that, right? Fall upon the Lord, help me, <laughs> help me. Thank you for being in class with us today. Tune in next week as we dive back into God's Word and learn more of Him.